That was awesome. I, you know, uh, the music today and the, let me, let me do my marketing Uh The music today and, and hearing her speak today just really led into what I have to share today. It was amazing. And uh, so it's amazing how God works things out. And, um, but uh, I'm just so thankful to be here to share the Word of God today. And, and um, I'm not going to share anything to you today that you probably already heard before, but I hope I share it in a way that may be a little bit different. Uh, and uh, I owe this sermon to, I'm going to just say my boys. Uh, uh, they uh, inspired this message today. Uh, several months ago, we had a guest speaker spoke, and uh, in his message, he was talking about um, uh, what we put our faith in. We put our faith in our automobiles, we put our faith in our roads and bridges and stuff like that, and and uh, and but where do we really put, need to put our faith? You know, we need to put our faith in God. And we were talking about it at lunch, and there was a disagreement. Uh, we'll just say, if you have kids, there's never a disagreement, I'm sure. But there was a disagreement. They're, they're look, they looked at it a little bit differently, and Jacob made the statement. He said, well, one of the reasons my car, I have faith in my car, is that I maintain it well. And so I still, do, I still agreed and enjoyed what the pastor had to say that day. But a few months later, I was riding down the road uh, in my truck at night, and that conversation came up to me again. And I thought about it, and I said, proper maintenance. How does that fit in my life? We need to maintain proper maintenance in our lives as believers. We already have a maintenance manual. We already have it. There's maintenance manuals for everything. We got manuals. For, there's, a, there's a thing on your pillow that tells you how to care for your pillow. I mean, I, you can't hardly buy a thing. It's surprising they don't put on a piece of bubble gum. Chew gently. I mean, you know. But we put our faith in all these different things. And what we should be doing on a daily basis is putting our faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Not guessing at the word of truth. Not making it your own version, but divining and rightly understanding the word of God. We are to, on a daily basis, spend time in prayer and in the word of God. To maintain our walk with the Lord. To maintain that walk. We, we can't do it any other way. You can't live your life any other way. You know, and as I was thinking about what Kayla was saying earlier, long before Kayla was born, I was in the fourth grade in Mrs. Ray teaching Bible in the Bible school, was teaching me to recite the uh, books of the Bible. And don't ask me to do it today. But thank God she was there 
you know, along with my family and friends and, and the godly men and women at Lowe's Methodist Church where I grew up that shared the word of God and loved me. And I'm so thankful for this church we have today that stands on the word of God. This church does not waver in that, and I'm so thankful for that. We go and we, how do we, how do we maintain this, this walk? We go to a popular, I'll just read a popular verse, scripture here, Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God and be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And having done all to stand. How do we do all we can do to stand? We study the Word of God. We study the Word of God. We spend time in prayer. Lord, help me each and every day. You know, we think about putting on the full armor of God. Nobody, the full armor of God is mostly defensive. We are to defend ourselves with the Word of God. The only weapon that is mentioned here is the sword. Well, what is our sword? The Word of God is our sword. That's how we fight back against the evil one. And you can't fight back if you don't know it. And when we think about putting on the full armor of God, we think about the soldiers from the Roman era, our soldiers today, and how they were equipped. They put on this full armor of God. A Roman soldier back in the day wore 80 pounds of armor. A soldier today wears between 70 to 120 pounds of armor to be able to go into battle. You don't do that by your own might. And you're, you're working out. You're, you're eating good. You're getting yourself in, in shape to do that. You're get, you, you just can't go put on the body this armor and go, I'm going to put this armor on and be a 120-pound weakling. You ain't going to make it. You're going to be defeated because you haven't studied the Word of God. You can't do it on your own. You've got to study the Word of God so that He can strengthen you, so He can give you the power. Who is this God we serve that gives us this power? And I'd like to, it's funny how things come along to you as I was preparing for this message today. Uh... There's all kinds of names for the word of the name of God. You, all types of meanings. You go through the, the Bible is just full of different ones. Our provider, our healer, you know. Uh, you can just go on and on. But there's two real quickly I want to think about, and that's the name Lord and Jesus. And in their Hebrew version, Yahweh and Yeshua. I didn't know this till this week. Uh, most languages start with symbols. If you take a, a language and you trace it all the way back, you take it back to a root symbol. And just for 
throwing it out there. It's like currently in this world, when you go up to a bathroom door, there's a figure of a man or a woman. So you know which one to go to. That's the basic root. Well, in the word Yahweh, when you take it down to its basic term, the word Yahweh stands for yud Hey wah which translates all the way down to its root, behold the hand, behold the nail. The nail in the hand. That's our Lord. The word Yeshua for Jesus breaks it all the way down to the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the first letter of the alphabet, and the last letter of the alphabet. The first letter of the alphabet stands for bull, powerful, mighty, bull. The last letter stands for the cross. He is the Alpha, the Almighty, and he's the cross. That's who we get our power and strength on, so we can put on the full armor of God. You can't do it anyway. You can't get out there and do it on your way day and day in and day out. You can't do it. I think about some of the men of God. Moses, undoubtedly, had to listen to whining for 40 years. He had to put on the full armor of God every day. It had to be a struggle. You know, David, when he stood before Goliath, this young boy with that slingshot, he did not even waver. He went right out there I can defeat Goliath. I can do it. He didn't do that by his own. Uh, if he had done it on his own, he'd have been in the tent with the rest of his brothers going, well, we can't do that. He didn't. He put on the full armor of God. He attacked. And he defeated Goliath. Daniel in the lion's den, he put on the full armor of God and walked into that lion's den unafraid. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the fire. And they told King Nebuchadnezzar, doesn't matter what you do to us. We're not, we're not going to waver. We're not going to look in the other direction. We're going to serve our God. We're not going to bow down to this image. And as I looked at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego this week, and I thought about it, it says the fire was so intense that they threw, they had to, these, these guards, soldiers, had to throw them into the fire. And when they did, they were consumed and killed. And then we hear where Nebuchadnezzar looked in the fire and said, did we, only, did we put three in? I see four. This is a thought I had this week when I thought about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had on the full armor of God. Did they get pushed in or did they walk in? Because who was pushing them? They were already consumed and dead. Who pushed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in? Now, I can't prove what I'm saying. But it just dawned on me. Did they already see Jesus in the fire? And he said, come on in. I got you. I got you. And they walked in, and they walked around, and we know that they walked, there was somebody else in there. 
And I believe it was the Lord Jesus Christ walking around in that fire with him. Because I wondered, did they walk in? Because they surely walked out. And they did not have even this hint of smoke on them. And if I'd have been in that room when they walked back out, I'd hit my knees. Because they serve somebody greater than me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood with the full armor of God on. Joshua, one of the greatest generals, uh, leaders of, the Israel, of, of Israel, towards the end of his life, gathered all the tribes together and spoke to them. And he said to them, If it seem evil unto you to serve Jehovah, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whom you will serve. And then later in the verse he says, but for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. For me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As believers, we're out in the, with our family and friends and co-workers and we walk by people every day we don't even know. When we spend time in the Word to show ourselves approved and put on the full armor of God, people can see Jesus in you. There's a saying out there in the world today, uh, it's been around for a long time, us truck drivers use it a lot in going down the road when there's been a problem in the past or whatever, or we want to complain or gripe about something, we go, I got that T-shirt. You know, uh, and when we say, I got that T-shirt, we're complaining, we're grumbling, we're, we're remembering something in the past that we didn't like, we didn't care about. I got that T-shirt. I got a whole closet of T-shirts. I've had people talk to me, I got a whole closet of T-shirts. But they're never T-shirts, typically, that you really want to brag about. It just, it ain't like you went to Disney World and got a T-shirt, which I'm not too sure you brag about that one anymore. But, but anyway, and what I'm trying to say is, is that in life, do people see Jesus in you? When Do your brothers in Christ see Jesus in you? Do your co-workers see Jesus in you? Do your friends see Jesus in you? I'm going to be honest with you. There's been times in my life that God has protected me from my own self. That I have been so angry and upset at a co-worker or a friend or a fellow believer. There's been times I've been in church and been so angry at a fellow believer I couldn't worship. That's a t-shirt you don't want. I've been in church and couldn't take communion because I knew I wasn't right with the Lord. I have been in the workplace and been so angry at a boss or a co-worker that if I had done or said what I thought I thought I had a right to do or say, I could have lost my job. God shielded me from my stupidity, thank goodness. 
you know, I think there's ought to be a t-shirt. God allows you to be as stupid as you want to be. Because I think that's very true. And it's been true in my life. But before we get to a point in our lives when we're out in the public and we're dealing with friends and family and co-workers and fellow believers, you could be around a fellow believer who's young in, the, in his faith. Or you might be around one who's been around a long time and he's strong in his faith. Do they see Jesus in you? Do they see Jesus in you? Have you fortified yourself up enough by reading the Word of God and putting on that full armor of God when you went out the door that day and you go get a T-shirt out of the drawer and, and go, well, you know, I deserve to say what I said today to this person. I say to you, you did not deserve to say that. What you deserved to do was to follow the Word of God and come at that person in a way when you got through with that conversation, they saw Jesus in you. That's what you should have done. That's what I should have done in many occasions. I chose to wear the T-shirt. I didn't do proper maintenance in my life before I left that day. I didn't put on the full armor of God that day. I went on my own and I faced the world, and there's been many times I failed, and that's, that's not good. But we serve a God who is merciful and, and is full of grace, and if you but put your faith in him and study his word and, and bow the knee and put on that full armor of God, he will equip you with all that you need, all that you need. And I'm going to go ahead and ask the praise band if they want to come down and take their positions as I finish up. I'm going to ask you today, if you're sitting there and you're thinking about this message today, maybe there's been a time in your life where you've struggled with a coworker or a family member or a fellow believer and you wanted to, to lash out. I got a question for you. Did, you. did they see Jesus in you? Or did they see something that was going to hinder? You may have been the only person that could have led them to the Lord. But because you weren't prepared, you didn't put on the full armor of God. That person may die and go to hell because you deserve to say what you felt like you deserved to say. And you didn't take a moment and stop and go, Lord, am I right or wrong? Is there a friend or a loved one that is just driving you insane? They're not doing what you want to, to see. They're not doing what you wanted them to do. How do you handle that with them? Before you speak to them, do they see Jesus in you? Have you prepared yourself before you open your mouth to say, Lord, guide my tongue, guide my words? If you're struggling with any of those things today, you're not alone. And I'm going to ask you as the 
as they get ready to play. If you're struggling anywhere in your in your walk where you think that you need help. So that every single day you study the word and you pray and you put on that full armor of God so that you can meet the day so you can be a testimony to those around you. A testimony to those that your friends and family and even other believers. That when you stand before them, they don't go, man, if because the last thing I want to be responsible for is someone to look and go, well, if Bentley is a Christian, I don't want to be one. That is definitely the wrong t-shirt to wear. And it goes back to the power of maintenance in your life. How are we maintaining our life? As the praise band plays, if you feel a need to come down and pray, please do so as they play. <laughs>